This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. The Yontiv of Sukkis, like the other Yontivim, has many uh, um, layers of meaning. The primary one, the one that the Torah mentions, that is the most physical characteristic of Sukkis is Chag Asif. So you have three on Tevim, you have Pesach is Chag Aviv, you have Shavuos is Chag Kotzer, and Sukkis is Chag Asif. Um, naturally what that means is that the, the most physical representation of what it's about <coughs> is the um, Zmanim that are the physical realities the most basic of physical realities of the change of seasons. So Chag Aviv, we understand very well that the beginning, everything is sort of dead. There's nothing growing, and all of a sudden you have um, something bursts from underground out. That's called Chag Aviv. Its significance is tremendous. A person has put in seeds, and nothing was doing, and now all of a sudden it's bursting out. It represents a certain element of Yeshma Ayin, which also is very understandable, and it represents Avram Avinu in the Avis. Avram Avinu was the sort of Yeshma Ayin of humanity recognizing Hashem Echad, and therefore it all Avram is Behibaram, Bria. Makes, it makes a lot of sense, the, the, the physical phenomena and everything it represents. The um, <coughs> second yontiv of Shavuos is Chaga Kotzir. Kotzir is the basically the end of human endeavor. From Aviv till Kotzir, <coughs> a person tends to the field. He had done a Zuriya before, but that, that was kind of invisible. And now he's tending to whatever's growing. It's growing, it's becoming, it's realizing its potential. Everything's realized potential. And with Kotzir, Everything takes on its final form, so that's something which is also um, it, it it sort of represents Avodah Sodom. <coughs> it's Avodah Sodom to take whatever um, whatever uh, potential is latent in Avram Avinu's um, Amuna and bring it to fruition. So it represents Tyra, which is the um, the the Avodah of Adam. It's something, this is what Adam is meant to do and to accomplish. And in of the obvious, it represents Yitzchak. And that also we can relate to very easily. Yitzchak Avinu is the perfect Av. He was the, he was the Tomim. He's, he's uh, somebody who was willing to be Makar himself, which is the, the epitome of Avodah Hashem. And therefore, Avodah is kind of Yitzchak. It would be the Chag um, HaKotzer, because that's the final act of man in, in, you know, in having realized the crop and so on. If you leave it on after the Zaman HaKotzer, it, it, it rots and disintegrates, falls away, and that's that. <coughs> the next step, the Chag HaOsif, is much harder to understand as being in the same league as the first two. What happens as Israel is you leave the stalks to dry out on the ground. When it becomes very, very dry, um, you thresh it, you gather it and store it. 
So obviously, if you don't store it, animals will come and take it. But it's hard to see that there's a significant act that we would say is part of the essential growing process, the way Aviv and Kotzer is. Um, also, if it's just, obviously, you're not going to leave it laying around because people take it, so you sort of lock it up. But not much more than that. It's, it's rare that something should happen. That, that you plant and it doesn't grow happens. That it's growing and gets eaten up by insects, by animals, and it just doesn't grow well, disease, that happens. From the Kotzer to the Osif, it's really, really hard to put a finger on something that is going to be of, of uh, any terrible consequence. Um, rarely, really, does it, does it rain. When it says by Shmuel, and I'm now going to have Mata Geshem, it's before the Ktsira, that, that Kufa is not good if it rains, but afterwards, uh, fine. It's not, it doesn't, almost never happens, and that's that. So, in what sense, so what is the significance of Haga Asif? Um, wh- what does it have to do in particular with Yaakov Avinu? Um, in Yaakov Avinu is the one that's connected to Sukkis, and Mekneos is Sukkis, and Kashmoy is Sukkis, it's Vayivol Sukkisa, and Sukkis is given as connected Yaakov, and we don't find anything in particular that. First of all, we struggle to, to, to understand what's unique about Asifa, what's special about it. And secondly, we also um, don't see any particular Shachas Yaakov Avinu. A second Indian that really we have a little bit of an issue is to understand Zman Simchaseinu. Um, the first two are uh, Zman Chereseinu. And we were told to be besimcha because it's Machiroseinu. Kodesh Baruch Hu gave us a time of cheres. That's an awesome time, and therefore we should be happy with it. Okay, um, Shavuos says this is this man not Machiroseinu. We should be happy with that. Yes, we're very happy with that. Sukkis is kilu zman simcha, and why? Um, and and it's true that the asif has to do with it, but I would have thought kotzir. Uh, um, you, you once you harvest your crop, so at that point the crop is really, really, um, it, it's fully grown. It, it hasn't been ravaged by animals or whatever, and it's there. There's always a danger. Some will steal it. Some will take it. Uh, but but that's minor. And if you ask somebody when are you happiest, you would say when you do the cuts here. The Yosef is, is not a part of it. It's just like you bag it afterwards. I, I guess after the Yosef, you would bag it. You you would, um, I don't know what you would do with it. It doesn't seem to be really Zman Sosayna. And what does it mean, Zman Simcha, where we just focus on Simcha? <coughs> How, you know, Simcha about what? And so on. So let's talk a little bit about Simcha first, and then maybe we'll try to understand the other parts. The Kuzari says, <coughs> he, in his debate of the Chavar and the Melcha Kuzarim, the Melcha Kuzarim asks about why is it that of Kal Yisrael are so spiritual that they engage in mundane matters as well, and, uh, and there's eating and drinking, and basically a, a point that keeps coming up a few times, Kuzari, his reply is 
the Torah that wanted us to give every part of the human being its correct measure of rochnias, and since eating and drinking is part of it, and so on, that's that's the the point that he makes. And then he says there are three emotions that one needs to be over Hashem: Ava, Yira, and Simcha. And he says a person should worship Hakadosh Baruch Hu with all three of them, and any one of them does not bring you closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu than the other one. In other words, um, y- y- having a lot of Yira is, and on Yom Kippur being extremely, extremely um, contrite and so on, and is not does not bring you closer to Kaddish Baruch Hu than being Besim Chanyantiv. So, let's try to understand these three emotions, because Ava and Yira are easier to understand, Simcha is the one that's harder to understand in 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 terms of of this relationship. So, um, it, 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 it's, uh, it's, so all three terms are used to describe the relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So, Yira. Let's start with Yira. Yira is an appreciation of Hakadosh Baruch Hu a recognition of what the Rebbein Shalom is. Instead of fear, I would use awe, meaning I cannot be attracted to something that I do not appreciate its value. So until I don't understand Chachma, what would drive me to, to, to make somebody's acquaintance and to, to, to try and learn from him is only if I have tremendous respect and appreciation for his chachma. Yira is how much is, is the measure of how much I value the person's maila. Without Yira's Hashem there can't be real Avas Hashem. Avas Hashem doesn't mean I think Hashem is great and he cares for me and Akkadosh Baruch will do wonderful things for me. That's, that's a projection of a fantasy. Um, Yira establishes Rebbein Shalom as the Tmim Deus, the Manikol Lomos, and so on. As firmly as that is established, that's how much I can reach out and be drawn to HaKadosh Baruch and want the care of HaKadosh Baruch The Das and Chachma and Toiv and everything that there is good in the world comes from HaKadosh Baruch and I desire that, and so on. So, I, th- th- those two Ava and Yira, or Yira and Ava, the Balatanya lists Yira as the first. It's interesting, the Ram starts with Ava and from Ava goes to Yira, the Ram, the Ram goes, the Balatanya goes from Yira to Ava. Same thing. The point is, <coughs> both of these are n- absolutely necessary in order for me to build a Shakarish Baruchu. Where does Simcha come in? So, our problem is that we tend the word simcha, as we translate it in the word happiness in English, is a generic term that means I feel good. Um, I'm happy with the meal. I, I'm happy with this person's employment, how he's working. I'm having fun, so I'm happy. The word happy in, in English is a very corrupt word. It just means I feel good. Let's understand simcha. And not happiness, but simcha. 
so let's take a marshal. Um, if we to ask ourselves, this is not a marshal, it's halacha. If we to ask ourselves, what is halachically the 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 the, the, um, the occasion that is considered to be simcha um, in essence? So the answer would be nesuin, wedding. Um, the halachas of 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 shivas yemei mishta docha velus simcha versus atzvus chosen kala docha sameis chosen kala simchas nesuin is simcha. It's the halachic essence of simcha. So let's take an example of of a husband and wife. Um, 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 I um, I'm interviewing. A, a husband about his wife says, "Tell me what you think about um, about your wife. Uh, evaluate her. She's a tremendous person. I've really met anyone of such caliber and such chachma and such midos inside. Um, is it beneficial for you to be married to her? Is it kedai? It's, it's very kedai. Treats me like a king. Brings out the best and so on. It, do you care for her?" Do, does it? Do, do you find it? Um, do, do, do you feel fulfilled in the relationship? And I say no. I, I don't particularly care. So, so that would not be a, a um, yeah. That would not be. A, nobody would consider that to be a very good answer, because um, we have simcha. Simcha is the feeling that I am fulfilled because of something. So, for instance, a person is um, a person does very well on a math test, and and it's very helpful, but he has no interest in math. Batsum doesn't want to become a mathematician. I'm not going to use the word simcha to describe his emotion. He simply um, is is a um, you know it's it's a it's a, something that had to be done with. And that's that. Let's take another example. We can see the contrast. Imagine that m- my love in life is research, but I need budgets for that. Need budgets for equipment, for hiring um, staff members, researchers, and for for my own living expenses. And someone gives me a big grant of a large amount of money. So the money itself doesn't make me happy. I'm just very very satisfied that everything's been taken care of. I'm happy about the research I'm doing and and whatever I'm achieving with it. A second person. His his thing in life is money, and he really really um, likes money. Thinks of himself and values himself, depending on the on the money that he has. And he's gotten lots and lots of money, same amount the other person got. He's happy with his money. Happiness is the sense, a gauge of personal fulfillment. So those things that make me personally fulfilled, simcha can relate to it. And therefore, when I'm, if I'm married to somebody who I can admire and feel I gain a lot, but I don't particularly care for the person. The person doesn't, does not, um, it's not the person that I feel is mashla me. Then that's not simcha. The reason why nesuin is the ultimate in simcha, why marriage is, is the embodiment of simcha, is because simcha means fulfilling a person. And therefore, when I have someone 
who, when I'm missing something, and every person is, is a chaser, when he gets married and becomes fulfilled, now he's besimcha. So the third leg of that tripod of relation of Kodesh Baruch Hu is appreciating Kodesh Baruch Hu, desiring to come closer, and feeling that oneself is fulfilled when he is close to Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's not just because, I mean, it's great for me, it's good for my for my business, for my health, for my wealth, because of Kodesh Baruch Hu. Um, it's it's great, even not even great for my wisdom. If if being close to Kadesh Baruch Hu fulfills me, that would be called um, that's called simcha, and that's why it's the third and important point that has to click in. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says on the pasuk Or Asher Lo Yoker Asher Lo Yokem Diver Torah Zois. So it's very unclear. Rabban speaks about it. What exactly is this referring to? I mean, if you do any, if you if you don't do any mitzvah or, or you do any avera, there are psukim for that, and those psukim tell you what you get, what the punishment is. Um, but what's our shaliyakim's zeis? So he says, <coughs> the word yakim is like kiim staris, which means to validate. If a person's attitude towards mitzvahs is, they, they're really meaningless. I'm not a better or different person because of them, but you got to do it because you're obligated. Hashem said so. Or Hashem will make it good for you if you do mitzvahs and bad for you if you don't do mitzvahs. Or that is not... Um, that's called Ashalayakim Seretazos. He doesn't confirm the value of mitzvahs, the world of mitzvahs. And therefore, um, it's it's something which the person... Is 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 sorely lacking if he doesn't have that third piece of, of the leg. That's so. So the world simcha is the emotion of feeling fulfilled with the mitzvahs and feeling that it has made you a, a complete person, uh, and and y- and you're realizing yourself through the mitzvah. You're not just obeying a kaddish baruch and doing something for him or for the world or anything. You yourself are a different person because of it. <laughs> Let's go back. A minute to that Chaga Asif thing. Um, the uh, there's a fascinating Gemara. The Gemara in Bametzia and beginning of Elametzia speaks about things that are lost. A person loses an object, and then he is not, uh, and and then he's given up hope on finding it. That's called Yish. And the persons, and the, you know, anyone can keep the object. That's the elementary law of. Um, the first Mishnah, however, speaks about a very different case. And the Gemara says it's a very unusual type of Yish or Hefke. And it's called Machnash de Bedar. It means as follows. When people spend the time threshing their, uh, their grain and, um, you know, uh, winnowing it and, and so on, and you haul in the grain into your storage house, into your silo. So, at the end of the process, there are bits and pieces left over uh, on the field. And if there's, a, if there's a minimal amount spread over a great distance, we consider that to be Hefker. We look at it as the owner kind of dismissing it. Now, that's very interesting. 
because there is no parallel to it inside my closet. If I were to, you know, if I go, if I were to go to somebody's house, look in the closet and see a little bit of cereal left, I can't apply the same law to it because that's his. And once it's his, unless he consciously stands up and says, "I no longer wish it," there, there there's no, it doesn't become hefker itself. This is the kind of unusual situation, and I assume the halacha grounds are because it's so widely assumed to be like that case. But but it's striking that between the katzir and the asif, it hasn't become fully yours yet until you haven't brought it in. It's technically yours when it grew on your ground. You did it with your labor. Those are two reasons why it would be yours. Um, and uh, it should be yours. But if you didn't bother to make the final thing out of a sense of I couldn't care less, it's no longer yours. That means that the gathering it into the silo means integrating it into your sense of possession. Um, the this halach is true for 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 trumas and mises as well. You need to have reasbeis. It needs to have come into the granary in order to be eligible for meiser. So we would say that the third stage is the stage of integrating it and making it yours. Um, it and it's it that's a third stage because and it in if you conceptually this is parallel to the concept of simcha we're speaking about. In other words, um, you can have av and yira, but simcha is the emotion that expresses that you've incorporated something into your domain, self, it's become part of you, and now that itself has been mashlam you. Uh, it has finalized it. That is that third element. Avram Avinu was the one who started the process and uh, and Avram stands unique as an initiator Bihibaram, and that's Pesach Pesach we came from being over the boom to Amashem that's that's a yesh mind that's the equivalent of on spring when you see the just a dead ground and the next morning everything's alive and there are leaves all over and leaves breaking through and, and so on Yitzchak Avinu is the world of Avodos Hashem. Your input, you now begin to prune the trees, you now begin to, to, to weed, you, you begin to, to, to make sure nothing, no bugs, insects eat it, and, and so on. And that's the second stage, that's the second phase. And that's connected Yitzchak, and that's, um, that's seen as Yira. The, um, the third stage is taking Avodos Hashem and making it yours. In other words, integrating it in yourself. In Yaakov's, the many ways in which we'd see it, but the one place I want to see this, in the halacha of Yisrael, Afar Pishachot Yisrael Hu. Avram Avinu brought Hakar Vakashbach into this world, the father of Yiddishkeit, but not all of his children are Jews. In, in other words, it didn't. It 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 wasn't incorporated into his self to a degree that you can't have a child go off. So, for instance, let's say I I have an environment in my home that fosters X, Y, or Z. It, it's a strong influence on my children, and they're likely going to follow it. 
but it doesn't have to be. Something which is genetically in, engraved, it's engraved in my genes, my children must be like that. The second one is Yitzchak. Now Yitzchak is also, um, Yitzchak is somebody who is a balavoda, and the perfect balavoda, but he had a son Esav, because it hadn't yet gone and become part of self to a degree that's inseparable. Yaakov Avinu brought to this world um, the the the, um, the the halacha that Yisrael Peshali sold. There is no way once you're a child of Yaakov Avinu, there's no way you can leave the fold. You can do kodavasa, you can lose your hergom haba, but you can't stop being a Jew. It means the 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 act that integrated um, avoda into the person was a Yaakov was Yaakov Avinu. So Yaakov is the Av that's connected to Chag HaAsif. So you have all these parallels and many more parallels of, of these Inyanim that incorporate things into Kal Yisrael. And therefore Chag HaAsif is this man of Simcha because that means those things have become who you are, what you are, Be'etzim, essentially. There's a Grah. And the gra um, is in, in, a, in a safe. It's it's in, it's in the gra Mishle, but not in the gra, um, not in the in the main pirush. There's something called Chem de Gnuza from another Talmud of his, um, and it's it's something brought down usually on the. Um, it's it's in the back of some Mish, of gra Mishle printed. Sometimes they bring it together in footnotes. But Chem de Gnuza is. Uh, a pirish on Mishle from the Gros Cheder, the Gro, and he explains this is Mishle Aleph Aleph in the Chemde Genusa. I'm using Mosarav Kook edition, which seems to be a, 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 a very good edition. The Goyen says like this What's the difference between Sosn and Simcha? So the Goyen says, Sosn hu hanosh mishane basigur hadove umispashit besoichoi. So let's give a, a marshal a little bit. We'll understand what he's going to say soon. Um, there are many things in the world that are enjoyable. So um, l- let's say I have, I eat a piece of chocolate cake. It's very, very enjoyable. Um, a day later, I don't look back and say, well, I'm such a fortunate person. I ate a piece of chocolate cake. You know, I ate eight, and that's it. Uh, my friend, who didn't have a piece of chocolate yesterday, doesn't sit ar- sit around and is envious of me in a week from now that I had a chocolate piece of ketchup, he didn't. Let's say a trip to Hawaii. So, a trip to Hawaii, um, when, when, even if I've left, um, i still reminiscent about it, and my friend who didn't go to Hawaii, so while I'm on the beach in Hawaii and he's never sitting and working here, I understand why he's jealous. But a month later, a year later, why is that person jealous? The answer is because the trip to Hawaii has two elements to it. There's the enjoyment of the thing while it's happening, and then there's the sense of me being a person who's been to Hawaii. A certain sense of personal shlemus of accomplishment of, of 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 whatever it is let's look at the guy now the guy says sosin 
הוא הנוער שמסחנה בסיגו הדוב ומספר של סוחי. It's the no that a person has when he is enjoy something and that thing sort of uh, comes into his uh, into his body. Simcha says who mashemar lachutz he shows other people ve'af bekirbon he himself also shemispanik mehadava that he's been pampered by something. And he tells himself how big of a toelas, how wonderful it is, and he's happy with it. In other words, it is the reflective aspect of whatever tainug you have. So a tainug has the physical enjoyment and the reflection upon oneself about that now I'm a person who's done this, I'm a person who's done that, I'm a person who has this or has that. That's the, the difference between Sas and Simcha. So, Al-Kapanim, Sukkis is a tremendous hashlama to Ashani and Kippa. Ashani and Kippa we undertake to do what's good. The is not available and, and, um, and, and someone's at the door. Another minute. Um, Can I answer? Yeah. Um, and therefore, Yom and Kippur is a time when a person is misaking what's gone wrong. He, he takes care of the things that, and he fixes it. But there's another state of Avedis Hashem that goes beyond that. That's to move those things that are ruchnius into ourself integrate in ourselves, feel that we're different people because we're doing right. That's Chagasif and that's Mansim Chaseinu.